critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. No. Hmm. No, they said the grass would grow back. What? As long as he didn't use gas. Huh? But, no, we're on the... Jiminy Jack Sauce, we're on the air. We are back. Hello, we are back from the miracles of Thanksgiving here on the Doc G Show. I am your host. Jeez. And with me, riding in the goose seat of this show Mm. that is Top Gun, none other than Dave Burley Man Berlin. Thanks, man. Great to be back. You have a good uh, Thanksgiving, man? I did. Don't worry. I won't eject you from the goose seat like happened I in the actual it. movie. So we ejected uh, Justin, so. Yeah. Well, he he's always busy with whatever Justin things he has to do. Oh. Anywho, yes, I did have a good Thanksgiving. Man. Uh, lots of celebration. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You know, lots to be thankful for, for sure. Lots of celebration. You know where a lot of celebration goes down? Hmm. Um. Birthday parties. What? Well, for Thanksgiving specifically. Oh. No. Nah. That... Uh, mm-hmm. Social media. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's where it goes. My Every, God, the everyone's celebration. Gotta show, everyone's got to show it off. Show the off what they celebration. did. Celebration. Yeah, they're showing it off, man. So many unnecessary food pictures. I'm guilty of that. Just outrageous. Yeah. You're you're guilty of that? Yeah. I mean, I I thought I had a beautiful plate, mm-hmm. you know. So I was like, let me show my friends what I'm what I'm mm-hmm. munching on. Nope. Yeah. And uh, you know, my buddy Eric Dunn might be on the show soon. Yeah. Big famous Vine guy. Yeah. You know, shouts out, and he's like, man, white people, you know. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Black Twitter just roasts me. Yeah. Well, they, they killed you, me. You sort of deserved it. Didn't you? Yeah. I, I was like, dang. It. I never bit. do it either. I never put food pictures up. I was yeah. Like, well, it's never it, again. It was because of Thanksgiving. That's why, yep. you know. But everybody does it. Mm-hmm. I I don't really do. Wait, it. what? I didn't do it at but, first, and then I saw the pictures, and I was like, oh, I'll let me show you what I'm having. Nope. But yeah, everybody's like, hey, look at my turkey. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at look at this. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of everyone else eating turkey right now? <laughs> oh, pretty good odds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Hey, look at my weird ass family. Mm. What are the <laughs> odds that everybody else is with their weird ass family right now? Yep. Oh, pretty good odds? Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? And the next thing, the next thing that gets, this is what took me over the limit. Because I can handle, cause especially because I, I basically restrain my looking of social media just to mm-hmm. the people I, I know fairly well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I sort of want to know what's going yeah. on. Where are you? With, Did you go home? Like, yeah. Yeah. But then the captioning mm-hmm. of pictures is what took me over the line. Oh. Two phrases. One, captioning something with that time, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Such as, that time we had Thanksgiving at Grandma's house. Mm. Oh, so original. What? What? Who cares? Jeez. Oh, that mean, isn't a that, time. That time that everyone else did it too? Yeah. yeah. And then the other one, when... Referring to a time that clearly only happened once. Mm-hmm. And the only people that know about it were the people that were there until you presented it like this, like it was referenced in an old picture. Yeah. Or you combine them, that time when, yeah. dot, 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 even yeah. worse. Which, real quick, this has nothing to do with the topic. This is completely off topic. Okay. Oh. But I noticed this on Thanksgiving break, too. 
Did you know Walgreens and CVS still advertise one-hour photo processing? Sweet. <laughs> no. I walked by CVS, <laughs> and there was a big sign, paper sign outside, one-hour photo processing. And I was like, how can you brag about that when every single phone processes it in a second? Yeah. When you you have, have the picture. When you have a printer that can literally plug into your phone. Yeah, like. for, forever you can have that picture and you can print out as many prints as you want. For free. That's a fact. Yet they're bragging about it. Sweet. Still, hey, 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 one hour. Hey, someone still does it though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Anyways, back to captions that piss yeah. me off. When... Such as when grandma makes the coffee and puts too much whiskey in it. <laughs> Dirty granny. Wait, right? What? Those captions. They're too much, man. First of all, I mean, I would prefer if somebody just put the caption. I couldn't think of anything witty to say, but so here's, here's my, my grandma. Here's my Thanksgiving meal. Here she is. Would here's you prefer like seeing like that time when... You try to fry your first turkey, and you have like someone's hand with like a bunch of like gnarly mm. like burns no, I, and stuff. In that case, I would just prefer the person to put their hand and be like, "Hey, I burnt the crap out of my hand." Trying to do my first turkey. You see this? <laughs> Ew. It hurts. Like that. That's all you need to say. I mean, like in the case of just saying, "Hey, here's my grandma." Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the grandma probably doesn't even want to be on your stupid Snapchat in the first she place. She has no idea. Nope. But if she's like lit what? and she has like the bottle of Jameson in her Which coffee. Which she's probably going to regret later and she on. Does, that doesn't need a caption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't need a caption. Just put it up there. Just, just with no words. Just let us see it. Anyways. I'm glad everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Yes! I'm we, just guessing. We saw. We you, saw. <laughs> you may have had a horrible Thanksgiving for the people we did not see. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I'm guessing you did. Word. Dave, are you ready to fire up our post-Thanksgiving show? Yes, sir. Let's do it, man. Let's fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Dave, we've got none other than fat... Tony on the show. That Tony's dope, man. I love he his stuff. He has got some great tunes. Yeah. So true. Just repping the Houston area. Now out of L.A., actually. But he, he's he's always repping Houston. We're going to talk about his newest album, McGregor Park. Yep. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about his newest song, Godson, which is an awesome jam. Yeah, that's a banger. Let you listen to it before the show. Yep. I think we're the radio premiere of that jam, by the way. Ooh. I'm not sure. Mm. Somebody may have beat, beat us to the beat punch. Us to it. Mm. But we're close. If it's not the radio premiere, it's the almost radio oh, premiere. Sweet. Even better. Yeah, right? Anyways, let's start where we start. Birthday suit. I think you can get this one. All right. I think so. Uh, born November... 29th, mm -hmm. 1979, Compton, California. Mm. He grew up with a dysfunctional family life. Mm -hmm. He was placed in foster care at the age of seven. His brother sadly shot to death at the age of 13. Despite all of this, birthday suit wear still played basketball, track, high school, and graduated high school. However... 
By the early 2000s, he had become heavily involved in selling drugs and gang life. Mm, okay. After being shot multiple times in the hospital, he decided he wanted to become a rapper. He started nice. rapping and was almost signed by the Puff Daddy. Word. Okay. But ultimately ended up being signed by Dr. Dre and becoming part of G-Unit. He dropped his first album, The Documentary, in 2005. The Game. The Game. There it is. Nice. The Game. Yes, the rapper The Game later later released uh, Doctor's Advocate, Red Album, Lax, OKE. That is him, you know, just doing his thing. Happy birthday to him. Happy Uh, birthday to The Game. 38 years young. 38? He is a uh, giant. Dude, he's big. He's in all those uh, NBA All-Star games, man. He's yeah, yeah. pretty he's pretty a, huge. Only guy I can think bigger than him in the uh, in the hip hop game as far as height uh-huh. was back in the day Montel Jordan. You remember Montel Jordan? Nah. Mm-mm. This is how we do it. Oh, yeah. That's him, Montel Jordan. Six eight, that guy. Yeah. Wow. Word. Rip from the headlines. Are you ready to rip some headlines? Yeah, rip it, rip it, man. Let's do it. And now, the news. Dave, we all want to be known for something. Word. Yeah, we all want our name in the record books. That's huh? right. That's mm-hmm. why we cover world records. <laughs> Amen. Justin, that's it's why another we record. cover records. Anywho, hmm. we've got an Indian man that recently hit the Guinness Book of World Records. Okay. Hit it last week. You want to know what his record was for? Yes, sir. Good, because I was going to say it anyways. Yes! Sticking 459 straws where? Wait, what? In his mouth. Oh. I know. I let you. <laughs> I let it hold I, my there My mind for a was second. wondering. Think of all those orifices. <laughs> Which one was it? That's right. His mouth. Manoj Kumar Maharana. Yes. There we go. 459. 459 straws. Wow. In his mouth. He had to keep them there for at least 10 seconds. Jeez. We consider the record. Yeah. Uh, the previous record was kept by Simon Elmore of Britain. 400. Wham. So weak. Child's play. 400. He beat it by 59. Anybody out there listening think they can beat it? 460? Anybody stick 460 straws? Tag us in that. Hmm. Man, could you imagine? Like, what do they start with? 20? 40? 100? I mean, I think I could easily stick 60 in there. I'm thinking 60 would be a pretty easy feat. Yeah, but that would be like... But you know that's only one eighth, really. Yeah, of he starts like he probably starts with that. That's that's that was. I mean, that's probably what he just drinks his his <laughs> his morning with. his morning drink. You know, that's just what he sips his oh, morning right. OJ with. <laughs> Sixty four hundred and sixties. What we're going for. Wow. But hats off to Manoj. Shout out to you, man. I want to see that picture in the break, too. It's pretty big. That's insane. It's pretty big. I mean, you know, you see those old school uh, fist and mouth. This is two this fists. Is way fists. bigger. <laughs> way bigger of a mouth open. Dang. Dave, I've got another drug story. Ooh. That's Just, right. Justin would be impressed. Not. The best of what we do on Rip from the Headlines. This time. World records and drugs. That's right. 
Wait, what? And it's not a world record for drugs. Uh, That's not what this is. Next this time. time, it's from Pennsylvania. Hmm. Quick pop quiz, Dave. Is that a marijuana state or no? Any type of recreational or medical marijuana in Pennsylvania? No. Yes. Medical marijuana legalized there. Okay. No recreational, but okay. medical. Anywho, back to the story. Fun fact for the day. That Yeah, just in case you're wondering. Audrey and Edward Kramer, mm-hmm. two older folks, Sound perhaps like- enjoying retirement, 66 and 69. Oh. They had uh, called up an insurance agent who was assessing a claim uh, that they had due to some damage of a fallen tree by a neighbor's uh, neighbor's tree that fell into their yard. Yeah, that's always a pain. Yep. Anyways. When they came over, uh, when the insurance agent came over, he took a bunch of pictures of it. Mm-hmm. He also started taking some pictures of their garden. Oh, a couple of plants. A couple Noticed of- a couple of plants mm. in the garden, and he reported those marijuana oh. plants. To the police. Snitches get stitches, man. There was one problem hmm. with this claim that yeah. he made. Do you know the problem? Hmm. Well, it was the neighbor's plants? The problem was that it was not marijuana plants. <laughs> the problem was that it was hibiscus plants. Oh, some, some opiates? Wait, what? Wait, hibiscus is a flower, isn't it? That's right. It was a flower. He took pictures of their flower plants. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So where did the drugs come in? This didn't stop the cops. The cops went on the insurance agent's claims and busted the Kramers. They busted into their house. What? Audrey was getting dressed at the time, and they handcuffed her in her underwear... And refuse to let her put on pants. <laughs> She's a dangerous lady. Dangerous 69-year-old lady, oh. pantsless in the back of a cop car. They took four hours to check this out. Hmm. First of all, I don't know how big their house was, but I don't think anything mm-hmm. took four hours to check and say, you know what? This has got a giant flower on it. I don't think this is a this is a marijuana plant. I think this would be a hibiscus. Yeah, really. Yes! Two, four they, hours, two old people. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. They eventually released without charge uh, the two Kramers because they obviously did not have any marijuana. So where does the weed come in? There was no weed. Oh. Uh, but it's a drug story because they thought there was fake weed. drug story. But even still, after all of this, after everything that went down, the Kramers received a letter from Nationwide, their insurance agency, threatening to revoke their coverage if they kept growing marijuana. Oh my gosh. Man, I don't that, care. That escalated quickly. I don't care what the commercials say. Nationwide is not, not on your side. Not on their side at no. all. Nationwide is a narc. What? And even worse than narking, they're narking on made-up drugs. What? That is no good. Dumb. Not a good image, Nationwide. Nope. Nope. Uh, okay, moving on. Waffle House. Sweet. Ooh. Dave, have you ever been to Waffle House? Only after 2 a.m. <laughs> 
at never before 5 a.m. Huh? They're sort of a southern classic, am I right? Oh, yeah. You can, oh. Mm. Yeah. Southern, southern at its finest. They're like Sperry Boat Shoes or Ice Tea. Yep. Saying y'all making methamphetamines. Wait, what? They're just a southern classic. Yeah. That's what they are. Yeah, same, same group. Yeah. Now... Do you really expect every time that you go to a Waffle House for them to be up to snuff on their health code? Never. Yeah. yeah. Well, apparently things weren't up to health code in the Waffle House in Tallahassee. <gasps> yep. No. Yep. Claire Sheets and her husband mm-hmm. were waiting on their food when Claire looked down at their water and noticed that in her husband's glass... Mm-hmm. There was a dead frog Wait, in what? the glass. Ah, that's right. That thing came out of nowhere. A dead frog. I watched the video. <laughs> it's not a huge frog, uh-huh. but it's definitely a noticeable frog. Those, I mean, those Waffle House ladies, man. Waffle House corporate spokesperson said, "We are concerned about this claim." We're currently investigating the circumstances. Our corporate team is working with local operators to determine the facts. Based on what our district manager saw at the time, and after reviewing the video, there's still some issues we're looking into. We will continue to review this matter. Hmm. Yeah, like when did the frog get into the the cup? Yeah. Was it hiding in the ice for a while? How do you miss a frog? A fly, maybe. Yeah. A bee, perchance. But a frog? Mm-mm. Also, what type of ice machine is shooting out frogs? Like, I'm like the corporate team at Waffle House. I have a lot of questions and would like to get the facts of this story. I want to know about as little as much as of Waffle House as possible. I don't want to know. <laughs> don't ruin it for well, me. Well, <laughs> would you leave the restaurant? Yeah, not, if yeah. if you found a frog in yeah. your well, it depends. I mean, at that time, I'm kind of incoherent a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know? So I may start playing with the frog. Exactly, because it's so late, not because of anything else, of course. Right, just exactly. because it's so late I'm at late, night, that late you'd be and delirious. Incoherent. Yeah. you're sleepy. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying, if you find a fr- frog in your water, that's that's no le- reason to leave Waffle House. Nope. Not unless you're, if your waffle's not done, then no. That's like going to Arby's, and then then you find out that your entree has roast beef, and you leave for that reason. It's 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 Arby's. That's what they do. Exactly. It's Waffle House. Health code violations is what they do. Mm-hmm. It's sort of gonna happen. Anywho, let's move on. Dave, have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? I have not. You haven't. Mm-mm. Really? No. It's That's, a fantastic. It's, it's a horror movie, movie right? It's uh oh oh you said horror movie yeah yeah I thought you said old movie I'm well, sorry it's old too nope. uh, 94 yeah just sort of old yeah nope. anywho uh no it's not a horror movie oh it's a movie about a guy that gets wrongly accused of the murder of his lover his ex lover oh. and he did not do it and he gets sent to jail and he's telling everybody. Hey, I didn't do this. He's getting redemption. And then finally, he escapes from jail. Uh-huh. 
And he lives out his life in Sehuantaneo, Mexico. Sweet. Yeah, that's where the movie ends. Dang. And the best part about this. You ruined it. Now I'm not going to go watch it. Oh, no, no. You can still watch it because it has Morgan Freeman. Oh, nice. And he narrates it. So obviously. I could just close my eyes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Well, it's a good movie. Okay. There's a real life version of this that actually played out in California. What? Really? Craig Coley was accused of killing Rhonda White and her son in 1978. Mm-hmm. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. They recently found DNA evidence that supported factual what? innocence. Craig stayed persistent. The whole time he was in jail, obviously. He yeah. was like, hey, by the way, I didn't commit I still, these murders. still didn't do it. And a DNA on key pieces of evidence did not match Mr. Coley. Now, because of this, he was pardoned by the governor, mm-hmm. and he is now free. Mr. Coley has been assigned a public defender, and he may receive compensation of $140 a day for every day he spent behind bars, which works out to $1.9 million. I gotta oh. say... 39 years in jail, you could pay me a million dollars a day. It would not be enough. No, nope. you said he's getting 1.9 million? Yeah, 1.9. Yeah. No, a mil- that's. Mm-mm. Craig's 70 nope. now. Yeah, what's he going to do with that? He was 31 when he went into jail. 70. Gosh. Jeez. There's no way you're making up for 39 years behind bars. Mm hmm. Every single day in jail, I would caption my life. That time you were wrongly accused (laughs) of murder you didn't commit. Help! That's what I would caption. Although I wouldn't have a phone. So true. Yeah, you would. You'd you'd have one sneaked in. Get somebody to sneak one in. Yeah, yeah, and a birthday cake or something. Well, Craig... If you're listening, I hope you found your Sewataneo. Yeah. I hope you're hanging on the beach. Enjoying the rest of whatever you got left. Yeah. Amen. Enjoy. Nice. Make up for I hear 30. the new. I hear 70 is the new 30, for real. Jay-Z's new album. Oh. Dave, are you ready for some Stop Faking the Funk? Yes, sir. Okay, here we go. First title. Paramedics called in to free young girl's arm from a gumball machine. Hmm. Or, gumball machine reported to police after severed finger was spotted inside the machine. Dang, that's a good one. Both of these seem to be very realistic. They're not yeah. setting the bar too high in weirdness. Nope. No, I mean, so the finger, the finger inside is pretty weird. It uh, is pretty weird. I'm going to go with the fingers in the machine is the real one. You are incorrect. Oh. I know. I faked you out with the point. You thought it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You had a good streak Dang. going, but you got to get one wrong every yeah, now and then. Yeah, that was, that was tough. I thought that was too obvious that she got her arms stuck. It is. Dang. It's pretty obvious. A uh, girl in Lake Forest, California, it went viral, and that's the reason uh, it was a headline, because okay. she was such a uh, cute kid, apparently. Uh, she stuck her hand in the gumball machine, got a little too ambitious, got really up oh, in there. Couldn't get it out. through the globe. Um, I don't know what happened. I mean, it really seems like she'd be able to get it out. But she couldn't get it out, uh-huh. so they had to call the paramedics. Uh, they got her hand out. 
and uh, you know, it all ended up happy, yeah. and everybody was like, "Oh, she's Here, so cute." Here's your gumball. Because she said, you know, she she said "sir" to all of them when they were helping her and everything. And everybody was like, "Oh, she's so respectful and cute." But for me, this she is was one stealing. of those. <laughs> for me, this is one of those stories that I feel like, you know, you see as an expecting parent, and you're like, man. I better not get a kid a like little, that. Little crap head like that. Yeah, I got bad news for you, parents. You're all going to have kids like that. Yes! They're all like that. Yes! I'm surprised I didn't get my hand stuck in a gumball machine over Thanksgiving weekend. I, I always tried to get gumball, like, free stuff through yeah. those things. My parents are still doing that for me, going, oh, crap. What did St- he do when now? When did they go out of this? Uh, <laughs> thought that was the limit. Is not? Nope. Okay, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to take a musical break. We are going to hear from our guest, none other, Fat Tony. We're going to hear two songs from Fat Tony. One, we're going to hear his recent single, Two for One. And then we're going to hear a single off of McGregor Park, Swervin'. They're getting two for one right now. That's right. It's a two for one music break. Keep it locked on the Doc G Show.
I'm with it, so suburban. Beer got me bourbon, and every time I get the urge, he be coming urgently. Boy, your girl look like Ursula, make my eyes hurt. All my take a pie up and get a piece. I got polo fleece in my closet, she really deep. Got no little B, oh my God, all you need. Just stay underneath, close the curtains, your boys all burden to me. Got a shield like Link, keep it trill, bum B, riding dirty pimp C, Taylor D on this beat. Taylor swept on my meat, Taylor all in my speak. Cause your boyfriend mad, I won't sell him a feet. Never know where you gon' end up. I ain't finna be pent up. Got a dream, I ain't finna give it up. Got a dream, I ain't finna give it up. Welcome back to the show, the Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. little reminder, check out the podcast if you missed any of the show or you want to go back and relive those awesome memories of Thanksgiving Day special. Mm-hmm. I already did. I've it watched it a couple times too, right. or listened. You got in. <laughs> you got in, man. Uh, are you ready for the next birthday suit? Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Here we go. All right. Born November 29th, mm-hmm. 1988. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer was born in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Started playing football at the age of four. Played oh, I know sh- it. What? Who is no, it? I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was about to be the most impressed I've ever been at a birthday suit. <laughs> Uh, played his first organized game of football for the Tuckahoe Tomahawks Sweet. in sixth grade. Mm-hmm. He attended collegiate college. It's a preparatory school in Richmond, uh, Virginia. I was, I was like, collegiate college? What the heck? Collegiate. Oh, sorry. Did I say <laughs> collegiate college? It got me yeah. going. Collegiate school, mm-hmm. a preparatory school in Richmond, Virginia. Okay. He was a standout in football, baseball, and basketball and was senior class president. Dang. Okay. He committed to NC State. Played football and baseball for three years, and in 2011, he announced that he would report to spring training for the Colorado Rockies. He also, in that year, transferred to Wisconsin to play football. 
He was then drafted in 2012 as the 75th pick by the Seahawks. Yep. Name that birthday suit where? R- Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Bam, bam, bam. There it is in your wheelhouse. Beat he up that mic. Married, he's married to Sierra, Sierra, yeah, who was a former birthday suit wearer just a month ago, October 25th. Nice. So, happy birthday to both we of We got to get future on next. Oh, yikes. A little bit of tension is all I'm saying. Anywho, Dave, are you ready? Super hot fire. What? Are you ready? Fat Tony. Fat Tony? Let's do it. It's time. Let's go ahead and get him on the line. Stick around. We'll be right back with Fat Tony. All right. Welcome back to the Doc G Show. Joining us today, none other, Houston's own Fat Tony. What's going on, Fat Tony? Hmm... I'm live and direct, fresh off a studio session with a snacks, and uh, I'm trying to let it all digest. What kind of snacks, man? Man, I just had these, like, edamame teas that are covered in like, wasabi. They're hella spicy. Whoa. Whoa. That's a... That's a... That's a that's a eccentric snack right there. I was thinking something just, you know, run-of-the-mill like Snickers or something. That's... I'm kind of a wild boy, man. I've been snacking for a long time. I eat every day. What? <laughs> I, I, just, I just switch it up. I'm also kind of quick without the caffeine to be totally uh, TBH. Yeah? All right. Yeah, I just had an iced Americano. Lately, I've been, I've been addicted to this thing called an iced red eye, which is like a cold brew coffee, which is already full of caffeine. Right. Extra shot of espresso. Um, that's kind of my go-to lately, but today I, I decided to slow it down and stuff with <laughs> Americano. You're getting a little, a little too jittery? Hmm. I mean, I kind of like that feeling. I, you know, like... Coffee quick to me when when I was a teenager. I worked at a coffee shop. I was a barista, and at the time, I didn't really care for coffee. And when I did have coffee, that poisoned with like hella cream and milk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sweet. Uh, first things first, man. You've got a show tonight at the Hi Hat in L.A. Hmm. Yeah. How- Playing with my roommate Heaven, aka Lucas Gorm. It's- it's a pretty nice build for a local talent. I'm excited for it. Very nice, man. Have you ever uh, performed there before? Never at the hi hat. You know, I'm I'm originally from Houston, but I live in Los Angeles now, and I've played around the city quite a bit. But this venue's pretty new to me. Very nice, man. Very nice. And new new fans, see how they react. Yeah, I mean that's that's like kind of the goal. You always want this thing to grow. You know, I think there's no limit to it, and a big part of that is physically putting your your in like a new place even if it's just a different corner of your city i hear you man i hear you well speaking of you just you just finished up a tour recently you just finished up a tour from nowhere with flacco right yeah me and flacco hit the usa How, how'd it go man how'd it end up hmm. it was fun man flacco's a great guy it was great to meet him him and his crew are from indianapolis which is a city i I'd never been to before this tour and when I went there, they showed me a lot of love. I ended up actually working with some of the musicians in that town. And um, Flacco's a great guy, man. He's a great talent. Super, super humble, super hardworking. I'm excited to see where his whole thing goes. Very nice, man. Very nice. Now, uh, how long was the tour from uh, from nowhere? 
Tour From Nowhere was about two and a half weeks. It started in Nashville and ran through the Midwest, the South, heading towards the Southwest and finished here in California. Very nice, man. So you basically made it all the way across the state or across the country. Woohoo! Yes, sir. You know, I like to try to tour once or twice a year. Earlier this, this year, I went out as a support for this band called The Garden. They're on Epitaph Records. And we ended up doing all of the U.S. and Canada. And on this run, I was the headliner and me and, me and Flacco hit like most of the country. You know, I think it's important to touch the people like every year. Definitely, man. Well, uh, so it sounds like the tour went pretty well, but last, uh, last spring didn't go so well. Apparently you had... Uh, an incident of uh, racial profiling in uh, in Ohio. What? Something more along the lines of like a bit of racial profiling, mm-hmm. but largely cops just being idiots <laughs> and not having much to do. Um, you know, we we were leaving our show in uh, Columbus, Ohio. We were driving to Detroit where we were going to spend the night. Uh, and the next city was Toronto, so we're driving pretty late. It's like it's like three in the morning. It's me and three of my guys. I'm I'm black. One of my buddies is white. One of the one of the guys is Filipino, and the other guy is from Venezuela. And um, they separated all the people of color in one car. Put the white guy in another car. Told the white guy that they were gonna get us for quote unquote obvious reasons. Um, tried to really get our buddy to ride us out but there was nothing to ride out they ended up searching our car for about an hour wasting our time and giving us like a dumb speeding ticket um you know they like they handcuffed us it was it was just really over the line but it's honestly nothing i haven't experienced before and nothing that i don't expect when i go on tour you know when you go on tour you not only see the best of the country but you see the worst of it too Definitely. Now, I, I read that you asked the cops uh, not to take your money, and the cops told you yeah. that he'd only take your money if you had a Ziploc bag of drugs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, or he, he said if I had drugs or if I had uh, enough money that was going to really entice him. Wait, what? And <laughs> I said that simply because I knew that we were out in the country, basically, middle of nowhere. Yeah. If he wanted to do any anything, he could do whatever he wanted. And I really wanted to reach for the humanity in him if there was any, any left and let him know that we're some guys that are working right now and this cash is all we have to our name and we need this to complete our business. So whatever it is that you're wanting from us in the end, please, if you can find it in you not to take this, I'd really appreciate it. Now, I heard, though, that you recorded the song Wise after that incident. Did you? Yeah, we, uh, we ended up making it to um, Detroit much later than we anticipated. We were staying with a friend of mine. He's a producer named Caleb Stone. We made it to his house about six in the morning, and... You know, I was just kind of feeling it, and I said, dude, let's, I know you're really tired, you've been waiting all night for us, but let's try to knock out something. And he pulled up a beat, the first beat that he pulled up, I picked it, thought about it a couple times, 
learn on the song and the first couple of takes and then we call it a night and it was it was really refreshing like to do that because if you can imagine that's a really stressful and anxiety-ridden situation to be pulled over while, while you're on tour leaving us leaving a show just trying to do your job um and i wanted to, to like express myself in a way that wasn't just rage it wasn't just anger i wanted to find a way to vent that i'm comfortable with and making that song definitely well, yeah, you know, you know that, that was the thing. I, I listened to the song, and it's it's an awesome song. I like the song, and I was like, but that, you know, at first when I when I read that, I was like, oh, man, this is just going to be like, you know, F the police part two, basically. What? <laughs> and then yeah. I listened to it, and I was like, oh, no, he took an, a, a different route. Totally. Yeah, man, making a song for me isn't, when I'm when I'm venting, making music, it isn't about describing what I'm literally feeling all the time. Mm -hmm. Just the act of me making a song helped my mood, and I wanted to talk about other things that were on my mind before and after I even had that run-in with those guys. So yeah, definitely, man. Now, race, racial profiling, obviously that's bad, but debatably. That could actually have not been the worst thing that's happened to you on tour, because I noticed way back in an interview, you talked about your whole crew getting scabies. What? From a Days yes, Inn hotel. Yes. <laughs> yes, dude. That had to have floor. been rough, man. <laughs> it was. It was really. It, it was a nightmare to be honest <laughs> with you, because um, caused us to have to cancel one of our days. We had to go and get the medication to remove the scabies, you know, and it and scabies interacts with your clothing really easily. So we had to power wash all of our merchandise, and we had tons of stuff, let alone our own. Jeez, it was just a big hassle and and honestly a financial loss. <laughs> that sucked more than how gross it is, to be honest with you. You know. Well, no doubt. I mean, if you're having to clean all of that stuff, that's uh, that that that's that's a big deal. And I mean, as far as I read, you know, you guys were talking about it afterwards, saying, "Hey, did, did we sell a bunch of stuff with scabies on it?" I mean, the guys that got bought shirts at the shows are like, "Hey, I got scabies after I bought that shirt." Was that was their heart? No, I don't know where that came from. That's <laughs> crazy. Wasn't us. Dude, I don't know. Jeez. Definitely something to remember. Um, <laughs> well, and then, in, in you know, we we got scabies. We contracted scabies on the second date of our tour, and it probably wasn't until like I don't know, like eight shows later, till we figured out that we actually had it. Yeah, none of us had had experienced it before. We weren't used to symptoms, and it's kind of something that you don't look out for until you encounter it. You right. Know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're just sort of like, why am I so itchy? Wait a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking like, 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 like oh, maybe this like, this like wool jacket I'm wearing is messed up. Maybe I'm not getting enough sleep. Maybe I'm not using the right lotion. Like, I was thinking everything else in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's usually not the, the, the first thing you think of. Definitely not. But... Uh, it, it that that was like what like five years ago six years ago. That was in 2012. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So while it, and I read in that interview, you said you uh, you uh, kept a extra scabies cream just in case. Now on tour, is that still the case? Yeah, do you have any extra now? Still. Hmm. Sad to say, this summer 
I had that uh, Scabies cream in my bag, and I finally decided to retire it. I threw it away, man. I threw it out. <laughs> you know, it's been, it's, it's been so many years since. I just think I've got luck on my side. Well, you know, and, and maybe maybe the hotels have gotten a little bit better, you know. Maybe. Dude, and that hotel, man, I really chewed that to a manager out for that because because uh, when I looked on like Google reviews and on Yelp there were so many bad marks <laughs> for this hotel if, if he had only taken the time to do a quick search he would have clearly seen that that wasn't a place fit for a band of strapping uh, musicians uh, uh, rough man luckily luckily you got over it man big big break in the career getting over scabies man wait what right. over <laughs> or, or, Earlier uh, this year, you had another big break, actually. I saw uh, you were featured on Spotify's Discover's Weekly Playlist, which uh, it it shot up uh, as far as BNKY. It shot up just in a matter of, of weeks. It went up, you know, millions of streams just in a matter of weeks. Uh, I got a couple questions on that. Like, have you seen any changes in your career from that? And then on top of that, totally. how does it feel like knowing, you know, you made that song, what, five years ago? Does that irritate you to a degree? Just that, like, it's always been there, but it took till Spotify to notice it? Not at all, because I think that when that song came out in 2013, that was a single for my record. And at the time, um, it it did well for us. You know, it did well on YouTube. It did well on our SoundCloud. This was really before the era of, like, streaming being a big thing. I, I honestly feel like streaming music has become such a powerful force in the, in the last year or two. Yeah. Um, so I think that there's a new audience who are on Spotify now who weren't around when your song originally came out so to them it's brand new to them they have no idea it was before and i've definitely seen a boost in my fan base from it because it's just a new marketplace and it just opens me up to a whole new avenue of people um around the time that my record came out my, my latest album mcgregor park i was featured on spotify's first finds playlist and mm-hmm. i was given the cover of it nice. and that definitely helped my new record get a boost so so i think my old record getting an attention getting attention from the discover weekly playlist has like trickled down to my newer music getting a lot of love from spotify playlists and just from a lot of listeners that flock to that app very nice man very nice we're going to come back to mcgregor here in just a second but uh, I want to talk about one other thing that you had as far as big breaks in your career. Uh, one of the first things uh, that I think a lot of people know you from is uh, ASAP's uh, album that you were featured on yeah. the song uh, on Get Lit. Uh, how, how'd that come about, uh, you getting on that, that track? Hmm. Well, at the time, I was friends via Twitter with ASAP Yams, Mm-hmm. who was kind of like a mentor and a director of the whole ASAP movement and style. He reached out to me through a DM telling me about Rocky. Rocky had just put out his first music video, Purple Swag, mm-hmm. and they happened to be using the same recording studio that myself and, and Tom and a group named Das Racist also used. 
Um, he like told me appreciated if I'd come and check him out, and I came through with my producer Tom Cruise, checked him out. I thought Rocky was great. We ended up doing that Get Lit song where they really have me just doing a uh, spoken word bit over the chorus, which kind of mimics my hometown hero, DJ Screw's mm -hmm. um, style of hosting his, his mixtapes. Nice. And, um, you know, Yanza's since passed, but I thought he was a major visionary, and every encounter I ever had with him was positive and i and i left it feeling like this this guy has the insight that the game needs to go further you know yams really brought together a lot of different artists from all over the country to be part of that first rocky project from right. me the schoolboy q to main to main attractions to clans casino um and, and i'm just thankful that yams was around to give us all this opportunity he, he helped all of us grow from me to rocky to school etc well well since since uh yams passed do you still keep up with uh, other members of the the asap crew or uh totally that um that uh recording studios engineer has gone on to be one of the main engineers for asap rocky and he travels with him frequently and i still work with that at Engineer 2, he's actually, he actually did some uh, production on my latest song, Two for One, which came out on, on Mass Appeal recently. Um, so yeah, through that, I am connected with them, but honestly, Yams is my closest connection to that crew, Right. and I definitely miss them. Nice, nice man. Uh, well, speaking of people you sometimes hang with, I notice on Instagram, I got to bring up, how's your great uncle, man? Hmm. Oh, thank you for asking about Ike. He, <laughs> he's so good. He, he's still here living in L.A., being 91 years old. Yeah, man. You Jeez. know, when, when like, he was a bit younger, and by a bit younger, I mean like maybe like a decade or two ago, he decided to to stop smoking cigarettes because he felt like they were way too expensive and now in his old age he's picked up the habit because he's, he's just thinking like dude i'm already 91 yeah what else do i got <laughs> man that's impressive man yeah. hats off to ike dude is rocking shout out he to ike in, man and fucking his old ass was in world war ii with Woo! uh george hw bush what? wow believe it Wow, that is another old man. fogey. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, man. Now, let's actually talk about the the your most recent album, McGregor Park, paying homage to the park you used to live by as a kid, right? That's right. Awesome. Yeah, I'm originally from um, Houston, Texas, from a neighborhood called Third Ward, and McGregor Park is literally walking distance from my house, and it's a huge cultural landmark for our city not just for the city of houston but for our culture of hip-hop too mm -hmm. a lot of famous houston artists have made music videos there have made songs referencing the place it's really something special very nice man it's an awesome album h-town to la swerving all kinds of good yeah. songs on there i actually saw that you, you you can get it on cassette tape if you want from yeah. uh from nar tapes yeah, Nart Nartapes is a label based here in um, L.A., and they did the could the the cassette release of that record. Very um, nice. They, man. they pretty much only put out tapes, so I feel like it would be best to put it in their hands. Uh, I noticed one uh, one of the songs on there. 
uh, one of the songs on your new album, Drive Through. Uh, sort of yeah. a, a little bit of an ode to uh, to Whataburger. Yeah, Whataburger, baby. Now, I've noticed uh, Whataburger is in nine other states aside from Texas. Yeah. Florida is yeah. one of them. We actually... Uh, I actually have one a mere two and a half miles away from the studio oh. right now. What? Now, I've never, I've never eaten there. I'm sad. Oh. I'm sad to say that. Do you recommend that wow, I go? Dude. And if I go, what should I get? Girl, come on. All right, man. So at this point in my life, I'm a somewhat healthy vegan. Yeah. But okay. Back, back in my day, I love to get number one. Okay. It's it's a it's a classic burger. Right. And you have to add the grilled jalapenos. Oh. Just add the jalapenos. Ask for them grilled. They will do it for you. That's a fact. Everything there is pretty much made to order, and I promise you, it is flame. Uh. Another favorite of mine on their breakfast side are their taquitos. And the potato taquito has always been my specialty. Now, are they one of the places that you can you can get breakfast twenty four hours, or well, you know, all all the 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 full menu day? Can you get breakfast? Dude, I wish. But uh. is, is just from eleven p.m. to eleven a.m. Okay. So if you okay. sit out late enough, you can get breakfast. Okay. All right. Okay. Now I got to ask this because you know you're living in L.A. Now you got a gig coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, would how would you say Whataburger compares to In and Out Burger? Hmm. Okay, dude. Literally, someone asks me about this every day. <laughs> totally, totally different beast. Okay. Totally different animal. Okay. What I like about In and Out is they have this thing called animal style. They right. Add to the fries and the burger, mm-hmm. which is like Thousand Island dressing, uh, grilled onions, and a slice of cheese. That right there makes me really freaking happy. <laughs> I add that to my burger when I would have burgers there, and I always add that to my fries. It'd be interesting if I could cross the animal style with with the water burger and its mustard and its grilled jalapeno. Mm-hmm. I think that's sweet. That would ju- that would be off the charts right there. Yes, sir. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, right? At In-N-Out, when you do animal style, that's not on the menu, is it? No. Yeah. No, no, no. Their, their, their menu is like really, really simple. I don't know what the purpose is. I think it's kind of to create some some, egg, some exclusivity to their yeah. whole thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, you kind of got to be in the know, man. Bring an expert with you the first time you go to In-N-Out because you don't want to look like a sucker when you get up to the cat. Exactly. I, I went I went for the first time with one of my friends to California a while back, you know, and, and he was like, he's like, oh man, you, you're going to want this animal style. And I was like, what's animal style? I don't what? see it on the menu. He's like, no, 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 no. Just go up there and say you want an animal style. And I was like, who did they get? They're going to look at me like I'm crazy. He's like, no, 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 it's a thing. I was like, do I have to like wink or something with it? What's like, what is this? And he was like, no, it'll, it, it'll be good. Trust me. And it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. So one other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, after McGregor Park, you now just released a new song, "Son of God," right? Yes, sir. Tell me about Son of God. Tell me about this song. So, "Son of God" is a song about an artist who mm-hmm. was on tour, 
Mm-hmm. And when he comes to this certain town, he has a group of fans there that really like to party hard. What? Mm-hmm. And he likes their company. Sweet. But they kind of rub him a wrong way. They kind of go too hard. And he questions himself if he's doing the right thing. He's having a morality check mm. in this song. But he's having fun while he's, he's doing it, too. Um, this is a song that was produced by Ricky Reed, who's a major player in in the pop game. He's a big producer and writer. He's produced for Twenty One Pilots, Megan Trainer, Kesha, mm-hmm. Pussy Riot, Lizzo, uh, Pitbull, Will Smith. The name, the, the, the list of names goes on. Mm-hmm. But um, me and him, him and I have been friends for a few years now. I first met him. Uh, while I was on tour, he used to be in a band called Wallpaper, and we played a few gigs together, and we just crossed paths around the country, and we just kept in touch. We ended up working on this song, Son of God, a, a couple years ago. Things got busy, and we met up a couple years later to finally finish it, and now it is out on his new label, Nice Life, and it's it's just really fun to like share your first piece of work that you've done with, with, with an old friend you know this is kind of like our baby i like it man it's 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 an awesome song it is a fantastic song yes! uh if listeners want to check it out check out any of your stuff they can check you out on spotify they can check you out on apple Absolutely. music soundcloud uh you're on instagram and twitter at fat tony rap all one right. one word, and then also fattonyrap.com as well, right? That is right. F-A-T-T-O-N-Y-R-A-P. You can use that to find me on Instagram, Twitter, Pornhub, wherever what? you add online. It's been awesome to have you on the show, man. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. So right now we are going to hear Fat Tony with Son of God here on the Doc G Show. Keep it locked. Let's get it. I am the son of God getting high. Oh, Lord, oh, my, can you forgive me? She on your boy, about to get my dear Nicky. She wanna dead judge like Lindsay. She might all be like Whitney. She says she brought a bag of Molly. Jaw. Saturday we did it raw CBS early tomorrow Think I love her cause she know Monday morning off to work Three days never heard from her Friday finna lead the city Now she hit me for that work She came to my show But don't wanna pay But she'll buy some blow When she in LA She don't call my phone Before 3am Now I'm in bed with her and her best friend I Son of God getting high Oh Lord, oh my, can you forgive me? She on your boy, about to get my dear Hickey She wanna dab judge like Lindsay She might OD like Whitney She said she brought a bag of Molly And a Zanny Oh Lord, oh golly Hold up on me when I ball, when I'm broke, she not involved. Hit it in the bathroom stall, in the Macy's, in the mall. Sunday morning in the church, probalactics in her purse. Heard he took her on a date. I hit it first, 
What an awesome show. Man. I mean, Fat Tony with Godson. Yeah. That is good stuff. Thanks to Fat Tony again for being on the show. That was fantastic. Hope his show goes well in uh, L.A. tonight. That is going to be some good stuff. Banger. I wish I was there, but I am not. I'm here celebrating post-Thanksgiving party fest with you guys on the Doc G Show. Dave, are you ready for the last birthday suit? I hope so. Here we go. This is probably the toughest, but it is in your wheelhouse per se. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our birthday suit wearer was born on November 29th, 1927 hmm. in the Bronx, New York. At a young age, at the age of eight, he fell in love with baseball. Mm-hmm. And he decided he wanted to become a sports announcer. He announced baseball games for the Dodgers for 67 seasons, Jeez. retiring at the age of 88 just last year. Dang. He also won a Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2016. Not bad. So uh, true. 60 years of uh, announcing. Dang. Yeah. 67 I, seasons. I don't watch baseball at all. No, I no. thought maybe you would have saw it on ESPN. Yeah, they talked about it a bunch, but... They had a non-stop coverage on this fellow. Yeah. Vin Scully. Vin oh. Scully. Vin Scully. Dang. Yeah. He, he's still alive, right? Vin Scully is still alive. Good, he's good, enjoying good. Happy retirement. Happy birthday, Vin. Yes. Happy birthday, Doesn't Vin. Doesn't have to work. Nice. 67 years. And what do you do after 67 years? You don't go to the baseball game. I was about to say, <laughs> he better not be watching baseball. I will be angry if he's watching baseball. No, Because, no. I mean... He's watching football right now. You got free tickets. Why give up free tickets? You better just keep on announcing if you're going to keep watching baseball. Exactly. Anyways. Dang. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday to Vince Scully. Uh, guys, we've got awesome shows coming up as well. We've got the Currys. They're going to be on next week. Great folks slash Americana band out of Charlottesville, Virginia. Andy Frasco from L.A. is going to be on the week after that. And then, of course, making their second appearance in a row for the annual Christmas special on December 20th. None other. Lonely Highway Dude. with your friend, Dalton. Yeah, yes, man. Yes, indeed. They, they jam. They will be back on the show. They're going to be talking about their new album. They're going to be talking about uh, uh, business in Nashville. They're going to be talking about big gigs coming up. Jeez Heck Louise. Yeah. They're, they're getting too famous for us, man. It's a big Pretty deal. Soon. It's a big deal. These shows are going to be good time. But you know what? 
That's going to do it for us for this week. Dang. That's right. The good ones go by fast. We've got to wrap it up. And we've got to, I don't know, tie down Justin or something. Steal him. Yeah. I don't know. He's he's too family-oriented. Gosh. Blame. Loser. He's got to become less family-oriented. No. Yes! Ditch them. Kick them to the curb. Exactly. We're his family. Exactly. I have been your host, Doc G. With me has been Dave Burley, man. Berlin. Yep. It was a good one, man. It was Always. a good one. And until next time, zip it up and zip it out.